Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Lisa Rants podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Smith, and I know I say this about every episode, you guys, but I'm genuinely very excited for this one. Let me tell you why. If you're someone who struggles to implement boundaries in your life, this episode is for you. We get deep, we get raw, we get real, and we really help you learn how to really speak up for not only your desires, but your needs, and most importantly, boundaries. Boundaries are everything, and they've been a huge lesson in my life this past year, and I just had the perfect guest to really explain all of this to us and really give us some gems and tips to really learn how to establish these things in our lives. So who is my lovely guest, may you ask? Her name is Lee Noto. Lee is a master coach with certifications in holistic coaching and transformational coaching and has deeply studied personal development, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. She shares powerful communication tools and somatic practices that allow clients to deeply connect to their emotions and bodies. Lee guides women on a journey to embodying their inner high priestess so that they can create a deep, intimate relationship with themselves and effortlessly create their dream partnership. Her mission is to help women feel empowered and free in their expression by guiding clients into deeper self-love, self-acceptance, curiosity, and play. Lee helps them boldly open their hearts in order to give and receive the epic love they deserve. She is most loved for her ability to hold a safe space for clients to step into their power and create a bliss-filled life. So yes, she is all those things. She's absolutely incredible. And I know when you guys listen to this, you're really going to want to check her out. I'm going to have her website, her Instagram, and just everything linked in the show notes. So you guys can really, you know, go to her page. And if you feel so inclined, you know, work with her because I know after this, I felt really inclined to work with her as well. She's really awesome. And let me just stop ranting so you guys can, you know, listen for yourselves Let's get into this interview. It's absolutely incredible, and I hope you guys get a lot out of this to really learn how to implement boundaries and speaking up for your desires and needs. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hope you guys enjoy. She's Lisa, and she rants. You are now listening to the Lisa Rants Podcast. All right, you guys, I'm joined here with Lee. Lee, thank you so much for being on the Lisa Rants podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I think this is going to be great because, you know, I've just been really like loving and enjoying your content. And I think you have a lot of like knowledge to kind of share with my audience. And this is the type of stuff we really love to kind of dive into, especially when it comes to, you know, boundaries. I've been talking about boundaries a lot in the past year and a half you know, just kind of dealing with them in my life and also talking about it on my podcast, Um, not even just in a romantic way, but just in general, just kind of having boundaries is so hard. And I think as I've, you know, gotten into this point in my life, I've kind of just been like, I really want to have hardcore boundaries. And it's just something that a lot of people struggle with. And I just think it's so important to really speak up and communicate and voice what you want because it it just it makes you so much happier and you'll be surprised like how many people can actually just you know respect your boundaries once you kind of lay them out there so I'm just excited to see like kind of the guidance you can give us so even before we get into it I just want you to kind of tell my audience you know if they don't know like who you are and what you do absolutely 
So my name is Lee. I'm an intimacy and self-expression coach, and I work primarily with women and couples. And on that journey, we really dive into intimacy. Firstly, intimacy with ourselves, because every relationship outside of us is a reflection of the one that we have inside. So we look at things like communication, um, boundaries, how we're expressing ourselves. Uh, and then we look as well at sexuality, sexual desires, sexual shame, all of the things that make up our relationship with ourselves and with others, particularly romantic partners. So all of my work is in that realm. And one of my sweet spots is talking about how we communicate needs and boundaries, how we identify them, because, you know, for so many, it seems challenging because they create arbitrary boundaries, but there's actually a very intelligent way to create boundaries that aligns with our core values. So I'm happy to share more about that as well. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's awesome. I think that's, it's just really amazing what you do. I mean, I just want to kind of touch upon like what led you to this path of, or, you know, just a little bit about your healing journey, becoming a coach, like how did you get here? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I started in the corporate world. I was in New York City, running in corporate circles, doing, you know, I was in the hamster wheel of hustle, so to speak. And at that time, I loved it. I loved the energy of New York City. I loved the long hours and just feeling energized as if there was always something to do. But that has a short shelf life. And I eventually let, I led myself to burnout many, many times to the point of Bell's palsy, which is facial paralysis. I had Bell's palsy on the entire left side uh, wow. of my face. Yeah. And that was a big wake up call for me. And during this time, I had already started studying coaching. I had already gone through a couple of certification programs because I knew that corporate wasn't the path for me, but I needed to start preparing before making my exit. And it was starting that work, which led me on my inner journey. Because as we step out into the world and we say, yes, I want to help, I want to serve, the universe inevitably gives us opportunities to serve ourselves first. And so I was served with a lot of lessons, a lot of opportunities to look inward and see the things that I had never looked at before. And so there was this very deep spiritual journey that I was on that led me to the work that I'm doing now and that ultimately led me to an apprenticeship that I was in where I studied conscious and sacred sexuality uh, for a number of years. And so that was where the whole bit around intimacy and communication and sexuality came in. So it was really like a merging of worlds and I, I can't imagine being anywhere else. Wow. That is just like so amazing. And I was just thinking as you were talking, like this conversation is kind of happening at the perfect time, even in my life, because, um, you know, obviously with the pandemic, I feel like a lot of burnout with my nine to five and just kind of, you know, I've kind of been on this healing journey myself in the past year of just really trying to figure out what makes me happy, what makes me light up. And I just think it's so amazing how, you know, you really took action in that and really felt called. I mean, you were having, you know, physical symptoms kind of just like telling you that you need to make a change. And I just think, you know, your story is just really inspiring to hear. Mm. So like, that's just so amazing. And I think also with, I've been realizing that I've kind of been wanting more, um, 
I, I've been wanting to be more vulnerable and having more like deeper intimate relationships. And, you know, even when I try like thinking about trying to attract a partner and dating, it's kind of like, I'm now realizing my patterning and just mm. attracting emotionally unavailable guys and things like that. And I don't know, I just think that this conversation is just happening at this perfect time. So I just felt so I could like relate to everything you were just saying. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're having this conversation then ask away. Okay. Well, let's, let's get, you know, everyone here wants to hear about like basically how we can learn to speak up and really voice our desires and really like establish boundaries in our relationships. And I, you know, I feel like it's something that a lot of people, especially women, you know, we really struggle with. And I don't, I kind of want to pick your brain on like why you think that is Mm -hmm. Um, because it's just it's something that has been really hard um, in my life and I know for a lot of other people like why do you think it's so hard for us to communicate and be firm on like what we want and what we expect totally so we're working you know history doesn't always work in our favor as women we have a long history of the suppression and repression of women, of our our voice, our yeah. needs, our sexuality. And this is the first time, as far as I know, in recorded history, where I can actually see the chance for change. And we've had many um, feminist uprisings throughout history. And there's something that's different about what we're seeing now. And I'll, I can get to that in a second. But you know, when we talk about core human needs, love, safety, and connection, we will, as humans, we'll do just about anything to get those needs met. Even if the things we do seem convoluted and twisted and unhealthy. And sometimes that includes not stating a boundary or not speaking up because there's a fear of loss of love, loss of connection, loss of safety, Mm -hmm. loss of livelihood, or loss of a roof over our head. So It's a very intelligent adaptation that we do whatever we need to do to survive or to keep love, safety, and connection. Now, of course, in the modern day, not speaking up for our needs may not seem as aligned as perhaps it once did, you know, generations ago. Mm -hmm. And the, the message that I like to share with women is to, to try and invite compassion in. Because there's, when we act in a certain way, when we have certain thoughts, there's almost always a reason why. And yeah. to see ourselves and say, wow, I, I really wanted love. That's why I didn't speak up. That's why I didn't say no. That's why I allowed that to happen. Mm. Then we can welcome in compassion. Like, oh my gosh, if a girlfriend was telling me this, I, I would totally understand. I would totally understand why she didn't create a boundary. And as we allow compassion in for ourselves, it builds a foundation of safety because so often our internal narrative is negative or it's, it's judgmental, it's critical. And if we were to show up in a friendship with someone who was always critical and judgmental of us, we wouldn't want to be their friend. We wouldn't feel safe. Yet we, so many of us talk to ourselves in that way. So no wonder there's no foundation of safety within And when there's no foundation of safety within, how could we have the courage to speak up? Because it doesn't emotionally feel like we have our own backs. And so the 
the key takeaway here is to try and allow as much of a space for compassion and understanding as possible, knowing that we're just trying to get our core needs met. Mm, wow. Uh, that I, I'm like, there's so many <laughs> things racing in my brain right now because that's so true. I didn't even realize how deep it really was. Like you said, just that needing, like just wanting to feel safe and, you know, it's, it's scary. It's, it's just, it's built in us. It's as a survival mechanism, basically of just like, okay, we're just gonna go with the flow and just be nice and have everything work out. And it's, it's hard for us to innately because of all this programming, just feel able to be strong enough and like, no, here's my boundary. And um, yeah, I think sometimes if you, when you find yourself in situations, I know for myself where I feel like I didn't, um, you know, really like instill a boundary or like, you know, I'm in a position that makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, it's easy to beat up on yourself and say, oh, why did I let that happen? Or why did I let them do this to me? And like you just said, it's so important to just have compassion. Like, it's Mm -hmm. okay. Like, I just wanted to feel loved. I wanted to be liked. I wanted validation in that moment. So, wow, I love that. That is powerful. (laughs) So what is your like personal journey with this? Like what, I, you know, I know with your kind of healing journey and your awakening, I feel like, is there something specifically that happened to you or in a, a patterning you were in where you felt like your boundaries weren't strong? Oh, totally. I mean, a lot of people pleasing. That was my MO for most of my life. And I only learned how to identify that and see other possibilities as an adult. And I grew up in a a loving household, but also a very strict household. There was no way I was ever talking back to my mom. She's Chinese and very, very much a tiger mom, very strict with education Mm. and appearances and presentation. So there was always a very, very high expectation. And, you know, with that, emotions weren't welcome. I wasn't allowed to deviate from presentable, nice, manageable, intelligent, pretty, sweet, quiet. And I, I learned very early on that that's how I needed to be if I wanted love and acceptance. Mm -hmm. So I fit myself into that box and I stayed in that box for many, many, many years. And it was, you know, a part of the experience that I shared with you was a part of the drastic wake up call because I, I didn't ever know what boundaries were. They did not exist in my household. There was a lot of codependent behaviors in the household, a lot of unhealthy dynamics between my mother and my father. And, uh, you know, my dad was often not around because he was traveling for work for months at a time. So I sought love from men. And from a very early age, I started dating, having sex, and I wanted the love and the validation and the affection from them that I never received from my father, not in the way that I think I really would have needed it as a child. He did his best, certainly. Yeah. Oh my God. This is hitting me so hard right now. (laughs) Yeah. Is that, do you have a similar story? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stuff I'm currently working through. It's just, you know, my, my, I was raised by a single mom. My dad wasn't really you know, like an active, pretty active father, you know, he was in my life, but just wasn't super active. And um, I definitely am seeing kind of how I'm very attracted to men just like him, like kind of 
emotionally unavailable, a little cold, um, you know, kind of just being desperate for partnership and just kind of seeing myself settle, not having boundaries, love bombing. Like I've been in a lot of spiritual coaching lately, so I know all these (laughs) terms and Yeah. yeah. So I definitely see that for sure. So with that journey, because we have such similar stories and for anyone listening, if you're, if you're looking at your life and you're seeing these patterns, most of these patterns come from some sort of core wounding early in childhood from the ages of zero to seven, sometimes a little later, and typically with a, a primary caregiver. So I had a lot of stuff in my relationship with my mom that I needed to heal through as well as my relationship with my dad. And what I will say is you don't, there isn't a lot of work to do around, you know, being attracted to emotionally unavailable men. If you go right to the core, which is your relationship with your father, your first, a girl's first love is her relationship with her father. And um, if you look there first, everything else will clear itself up. Everything else will appear differently. That is the core. That is your, one of your primary caregivers, biologically speaking. So if you look there and if you call on people, trusted practitioners to support you with those primary relationships, Mm -hmm. everything else will start to resolve and appear differently. Mm. So for you, did you feel like you had to, did you have to do work with your own father and your own, like your relationship or kind of just more inner work that you had to do with it? It was mostly inner work. I've, I've shared some things with my dad along the way. I've shared a little more with my mom. I had a lot of anger for my mom, a lot mm. that I was unaware of because anger was not an emotion that I was allowed to have. So early wow. on, I just learned to turn it off and it's only in, it was only in spaces that I felt very safe and very close with someone that they would actually see my anger. And that was with two of my partners. Um, so with my dad, I did a lot of inner work in that way. And I'm, I I can, you know, speak to some of the, you know, the journey there, but I did a lot of work with um, trusted practitioners and facilitators and worked with various plant medicines as well to really access um, some of the deep emotions that were buried there. And it Mm -hmm. was, it was really quite recently in the past year that I had a practitioner you know, show up for me and hold space. And I processed a lot of my timeline from birth to present day. And a part of that processing was feeling the sadness, the deep, deep sadness and grief around my father being absent growing Mm. up. I didn't Uh. know that was there because I was a daddy's girl. I'm like, oh, my dad could do no wrong. Mm -hmm. I was sad. I was really, really sad. And once I processed that, a lot of things shifted in my life, especially in how I relate to men. Mm, wow. And I, I had that similar experience because I always thought, you know, I don't care. Like, I just, I didn't think I cared. And then it wasn't until a couple of years ago where I was like, oh, like that actually did affect me a lot. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of feelings um, around my relationship with my father. And I think what you just said, kind of feeling those emotions and processing it, it can be hard. You know, sometimes I, I find myself being really um, having a lot of resistance to the work and just like not wanting to go there. But I know, 
you know, the more I do it, I just feel so many breakthroughs. So like, that's really, that's awesome to hear. And I want to, anyone listening. So like, this is something that, you know, you're coaching your services that can kind of help them if they're kind of relating to this right now. Yeah. So, you know, all of my work is in the realm of intimacy and going inward and getting to know ourselves is intimacy. So Mm -hmm. how we're creating that relationship to ourselves and then creating relationships to those around us. So I do a lot of work with women and then I do a lot of work with couples as well in their romantic partnership. Yeah, no, and I definitely think that's important because even for people who are in relationships, you know, they're probably still kind of projecting that wounding onto their partners. So yeah, it's definitely, your work is so valuable. Like, that's amazing. Thank you. So I want to touch upon, you know, you know, people who are kind of relating, listening to this right now, they feel like, okay, I can relate to this. I don't have boundaries. And I especially want to talk about dating because we love talking about dating on this podcast. But like, how how can not having boundaries and not speaking up, how do you see that pe- it affects people? Or like, how does this manifest, the lack of boundaries? Right. So in the short term, it can seem like a short-term gain to not speak up, to not ruffle feathers, to not create conflict. And what we find over time, and, and this can happen immediately as well as we build resentment and resentment builds up. So there's a difference. And I know I can include myself in this. I might say, oh, you know what? I won't say anything. It's not a big deal. But then all of a sudden, a week later, it comes out and I'm like, oh, I guess that's still there. I guess it was a big deal. And it comes out in an unintentional way, in a way that isn't the way I had desired for it to come out. It typically comes out as yelling or anger or some sort of projection of my emotion that hadn't gone processed or looked at. And so we see a lot of separation between people, especially couples, when boundaries aren't honored, when needs aren't created, when desires aren't spoken about. And it builds this wall of separation. It builds anger, resentment, frustration, grief, sadness, and those, those aren't the things that we typically want in our relational space when we're trying to create a transformative partnership. So what I will say is in someone who's done a lot of work in learning how to create boundaries, yes, it can feel challenging at first. I know that it can feel scary because we don't want to upset people. We don't want to receive their feedback or their blowback. We don't want to lose connection, safety, love. So go at your own pace and seek support and the short-term investment of energy and time and discomfort is worth the long-term return on being able to create really healthy relationships where there's mutual respect, mutual understanding, and where two people want to grow together and support each other. Mm, Yeah. Oh my God. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) I love this so much. And even, you know, because again, even just the aspect of dating and, you know, uh, the girls listening who like are trying to attract a partnership and, you know, they kind of find themselves always in these situations where, you know, they just, we're just not attracting the right guys or like there's, there's something just, there's something off, you know, and we don't have enough boundaries. Because again, like you said um, earlier, we're all just trying to be loved. We're all trying to be liked and get the guy and all this stuff, but that doesn't create a healthy partnership, you know? And I think, do you feel like once you are able to kind of speak up that you are able to kind of like sort through the guys better or like, how can this positively 
affect yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is great because, you know, we're going, we're going from a larger dating pool to a smaller dating pool when you start to get really clear about what's permissible and what's not. And this is a good yeah. thing because it's going to, it's, you know, your boundaries are going to do the vetting for you because there's a certain standard that you will then operate at that says, you know what, this, this doesn't feel aligned for me. This doesn't feel good for me. And I'm not going to continue to participate in this kind of conversation, relationship, dynamic. And that's also, again, when you really establish a sense of safety within yourself, that's that idea of like, wow, I really have my own back. I really know what feels good for me. And I honor that. And in the times when I don't honor that, or I forget to honor that, I still have my own back. And I say, it's okay. I got you. I love you no matter what. And yeah. that's the kind of conversation we want to be having with ourselves. And as we do that, as we start to explore, you know, why we haven't been having that conversation or where feelings of unworthiness or undesirability come from, and we can see what we'd like to shift toward instead, then we're really, we're, we're naturally attracting different people. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I've always said, like, I feel like, as I've really started to heal and just kind of unpack all of this stuff, like any guy that I do start talking to or dating is better than the last. And I definitely, as hard as it is though, because, you know, I think especially in the culture we're in now of just kind of like casual hookups and all this stuff, it is really hard to have those boundaries because you feel like, oh, am I asking for too much? Or like, oh, the next girl is going to get him. And it's like, that's not it's really easy to fall in that patterning and just feel like, oh, we should, you know, sleep with a guy as, as soon as possible or whatever the case may be. And I think it's, it's so important to really empower um, people in dating that like, it's okay to have standards. It's okay to have boundaries and kind of communicate what you expect out of your intimate relationships. And I don't know, I think it's just, it's hard out here. <laughs> I, girl, listen, I know I was in New York City on dating apps. I'll tell you a story because I think this is really going to resonate for you, for your audience, because I had spent, I mean, I've done, I think I've done it all in terms of dating apps, not dating apps, meeting people out at bars, meeting friends of friends, dating and sleeping with whoever I wanted to, going celibate, everything in between. I've tried yeah. it all because mm -hmm. I wanted to know what it was all like. Yeah, And there was this one guy, I remember, I will never forget him. And he was someone that I had been crushing on for like a couple of years. We were connected on Instagram, but never really had, you know, any formal interaction. And one day I ended up seeing him at one of the parks in Brooklyn. And I was like, oh, I'm going in for the kill on this one. He's mine. <laughs> that was the mentality that <laughs> I, I had. <laughs> and so we started, we started seeing each other casually, very casually. I kind of knew what it was. This was going to be, you know, a, a very fun sexual tryst. And at the time mm -hmm. I was okay with that. The yeah. moment that that changed for me, because I was looking for something more, I chose to have a conversation with him. So the first conversation I had with him, actually, I had this in the same conversation because this was before any sexual activity went down. I said, hey, I, 
I want to have a conversation with you before we continue. I want to let you know where I'm at in terms of my sexual health, and I'd love to hear where you're at. So I said the last time I got tested was April. All of my results for X, Y, and Z came back negative. I haven't had any sexual partners since. And, you know, my commitment when I show up in these kinds of engagements is to be clear about this. Would you mind sharing with me where you're at? And so he shared with me um, and he had been with, you know, six or seven women since the last time he got tested. And I was like, okay, so, you know, we're, I know exactly where things are. I know exactly what precautions I want to take before I proceed. And it allowed me an opportunity to say, okay, yeah, I'd like to go forward and continue, or you know what, actually I'm good because that Mm -hmm. doesn't actually feel aligned for me. And I was prepared to say no, if the situation didn't feel right for me. Mm -hmm. Because you were empowered. You felt like this, your health is more important than this man. Like that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And so the sexual health talk was one, and that Mm -hmm. was a really amazing boundary to set. And I have a very easy format that I can send you if you want to share it with your listeners that I Mm -hmm. I share with people. Um, And then the second conversation was, Hey, just want to know where you're at. Can you tell me about what this, what this interaction is to you? Is this casual? Are you looking for something more? Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm not really looking for anything right now. I really just want to have fun. I'm like, okay, thank Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And we, uh, sorry to cut you off, but why do a lot, I feel like a lot of girls feel very intimidated by that conversation. They don't want to feel mm-hmm. like they're pushy or asking for too much. And I'm just like, I'm very clear. Like I want a relationship. And I think yeah. sometimes people make me feel like that's a weird thing to say. And I don't know why, but. Yeah. You know, everyone's going to have their own reaction and it sounds like you're clear on what you want. And Whatever someone else's opinion of that is, is their opinion. That has nothing to do with you or how you're meant to feel about it. If you're clear, you're clear. Yeah. And if they're not a fit, they're not a fit. And ultimately this guy ended up not being a fit. Mm-hmm. After, you know, a couple of times of hanging out, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm actually looking for something deeper. Loved what we had. And if I see you around, would love to say hi. And until then, you know, I wish you the best. And that was it. Yeah. And I was like, shook. <laughs> you know, I, and it, it seemed like a, it was a very transformative moment because this was one that I had been like really rushing on. So to do that kind of blew my mind. And it was one of the most empowering things I had ever done because I wanted something more. Yeah, that sounds so empowering. And I bet you felt like amazing after that and just super strong. And like, that's what I want, you know, people listening to feel. And I want to feel that myself is just feeling so empowered and not feeling like, you know, I have to walk on eggshells and just really demand and speak up for what I want. And it's, 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 it's okay to do that, (laughs) you know, just teaching people it is okay to do that. So that's so And you have to, you know, you have to kind of go into those situations knowing that, you may be walking out alone. You may not be walking out with that person. Yeah. And if you can make peace with that and you're like, all right, I might walk out of the situation alone. And if you like who you are as a person and you're supportive of yourself as a person, then that's all that matters. And, and people will either honor your boundaries and respect your needs or they won't. And then they'll see themselves out. Mm -hmm. Yes. A hundred percent. You can't be afraid to kind of 
you know, if that, if, if they don't like it, then that's okay. You have to have your own back first. Like you were saying, like hundred percent, that is amazing. And for, I guess I want to touch upon like, lastly is how have you seen boundaries really positively affect your life? Yeah. Oh, I'm smiling because it's been the best thing I could have ever done for myself. The best time and energy I've ever invested. I feel happier. I feel much happier. I feel like when I show up, I am genuinely and authentically showing up because I want to be there because I have the energy to be there because I'm ready to be present and hear what's happening. And before I had boundaries, I would show up to places out of obligation. I'd be burnt out. I'd be tired. I would be exhausted. Mm. I'd be resentful and angry. And it was at first anger at others, a projection out of the anger that I had for myself at feeling as if I was giving myself to people in a way that I wasn't willing to give to myself. And that, that left me feeling deeply sad and you know, what I'll say is if anybody's experiencing that, what I would invite you to do is feel those feelings, feel the feeling of sadness, feel the anger. And it doesn't mean you have to project it out or project it in because we don't want to do that either. And feel, set aside some time, cry, rage, punch pillows, like create a sacred space to go through the emotions and to let them process through. Because the big misconception is that if we push them down or push them away, that they're going to go away because we don't see them. They're not going to go away. They're going to compound and they're going to build there until they come out in a way that doesn't feel good for you. Mm. So yeah, create space to feel the feels and go there and call on trusted practitioners and friends to hold space for you in a way that feels safe and loving and really allow yourself to process through it. There's nothing bad or wrong about feeling emotions. It's a part of the human experience. And when you do that, you will become much more clear on where your boundaries are, what your needs are, and you'll be able to communicate them more clearly as well. And I promise the return on investment is totally worth it. Yes. No, I feel that. And I mean, I know what you were just saying, like, we need to feel it. I know it's hard, you guys, but we got to do it. And, um, I just, there's nothing better than just being like, no, I don't want to go or like, I don't want to do that. And (laughs) it's just funny because I've been, you feel so at first, if you, if you don't have a lot of boundaries at first, you feel so bad and guilty. And, but honestly, most times when I do try to like instill a boundary or just say like, just not doing what I don't want to do, most people respect it and it's not a big deal. And you're like, oh, wow. Like, why was I freaking out about that? So that's really awesome. And last thing, if you could just give us some pointers, like for people listening who are like, all right, I'm super still in the people pleasing mode. I don't have any boundaries. What are some helpful ways to just kind of start? So here's what I would say. And this is um, something that I've got posted on my Instagram page. So I've got a lot of stuff there on boundaries, but if you scroll, you know, quarter of the way down, there's a graphic that's called setting boundaries. And this is a great way to learn about what our boundaries are based on our values and needs. So what I tell people to do is take a piece of paper and divide it into three columns. At the top of the leftmost column, write I value. 
And then under that, write down the things that you value. Maybe you value alone time. Maybe you value quality time with your partner. Maybe you value creative flow. So write down all of your values that you can think of. And then in the middle column, you title the top, so I need. And based on each of those values, what is something you need to fulfill on that value? And in the last column, you're going to write, so I will honor that by, and then you list the ways in which you're going to honor that. So I'll give you an example all the way through. So one of my big values is quality time. And when I'm with my partner, I love spending quality time with him. So that's my value. So I need focused one-on-one attention. That is a need that I have. It's a non-negotiable. We need to have some alone time together. Yeah. So I will honor that by planning a weekly date night without technology. So no tech date nights. And that becomes the boundary. The way you're going to honor your needs and values is how you set the boundary. So I know it's very clear that if he or I takes my takes our phone out during the date night, I'm like, oh, that's crossing my boundary. Either I'm crossing my yeah. own boundary, I'm not honoring my word, or he's crossing my boundary. And then it becomes very clear. And I'm like, hey, babe, um, you know, our agreement was to have a weekly date night without technology. Do we need mm-hmm. to revisit that? Because this is crossing my boundary right now. And typically mm-hmm. it's a very easy conversation because it's something we already agreed to. And he's becoming more aware of his boundaries. And so that's a really easy three-step activity that you can do to determine what your boundaries are based on your needs and values. Wow. That, yeah, that's such a good exercise. You guys, we have to do this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I would love to get that um, Instagram post too, to just have it linked in the show notes, you guys. If, yeah. if you want to look below, it'll definitely be there. And for selfish reasons, I kind of want to ask, like, what kind of place did you get did you feel like you got to in order to like attract the kind of healthy partnership that you're in now? So here's what I'll say. So many people are under the impression that you have to do all of your healing work and be perfect and have no trauma to attract the partner. I still had a a lot by the time he and I had met. And Mm. something I had learned along the way was that he was the part of the the person that was going to help me really resolve a lot of that. He came into my life for wow. a very specific reason. Yeah. And it's beautiful. So we don't have to be under the impression that we have to stay in a nunnery until everything is resolved. That's not how this works. We're all humans walking around with our own experiences. Mm-hmm. And I had also done a lot of inner exploration. I was willing to go there. I was willing to see the painful things. I was willing to feel the feelings. And the very last bit of transformation that I had before, you know, manifesting him was I I was doing a journaling activity about all the ways I wanted to feel with this partner. And I had written, you know, I want a partner that's going to hold space for me and see me in all of my emotions and not be scared and watch me cry and watch me be angry and still love me. And as Mm. I was writing that, I had realized that I wasn't willing to do that for myself. I wasn't willing Mm. to deal with my anger and think it was okay. Once I realized that, that became my singular point of focus. How can I be the partner to myself that I'm asking a man to be to me? Ooh, whoa. (laughs) 
Oh my God, that is so good. I You have no idea how much I need to hear that because I've had moments where I'm like, what if I never heal? Like, <laughs> am I going to, you know, am I ever going to find the right partner? Like, you know, just, I just have these thoughts and like that story is just like incredibly expansive for me because I'm just like, that that's so true. Like your partner could be part of the healing. You have to give yourself those same things and, you know, you don't have to be this perfect person in order to, find love. And I think that's, I love that. Thank you yeah. so much, Lee. This has been You're such so a great welcome. conversation. I <laughs> for, agree. For everyone listening, like, how can we learn more? How can we work with you? And what is your social media? Sure. I know people are really going to want to keep up with you after this. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Lee Noto underscore L-E-E-N-O-T-O underscore. Lo, I would love to connect with you there. And you can look me up on my website, linoto.com. And um, I've got a, a beautiful community of women who are doing this work in a very profound way. So uh, one of the communities that I have grown and fostered over time is called the High Priestess Collective. And all this information can be found on my website and my Instagram page. But we are a community of women who are coming together every other week to have meaningful conversations and expand into self-expression into deeper intimacy and into embodiment yeah oh my god I, I need to check this out myself this is so amazing well, thank Please. you so much lee and i'm gonna have you know lee's website and all of her resources in the show notes you guys please check them out and check her out as well so thank you bye, bye.